0: Okay, guys, thank you very much for joining me. That's not a problem. You, you, I'm speaking with the Steel. Let me get this right. Steel City Snuffle Gators. Is that right? <laughs> it is.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> can you uh, can you introduce yourselves? Who, who have got
1: on here?
2: I'm Simon, uh, one of the I suppose original founding members of the Snuffle Gators, uh, KeyForge team based in Sheffield.
1: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm James. Like I said I started playing KeyForge uh, with Simon. Uh, I think a couple of the others originally, again, just a gamer based in Sheffield.
3: Um, yeah, and I, I'm Pete, um, sort of based in Rotherham, just outside Sheffield. Um, met, met I'd, I'd met James previously playing other games, and, and met Simon playing KeyForge at Patriot, and and they graciously allowed me to to join in with their team. <laughs> so you
0: guys kind of play KeyForge in in and around Sheffield. Can you give us uh, a bit of an overview of KeyForge? First of all, what what's the game about? How does it play?
2: Uh, yeah, well, Keyforge it's um it, it's a unique a unique deck game in which the no two decks are ever going to be uh, the same. The procedurally generated, and you have a deck of three houses consisting of twelve cards each. So you've got thirty six cards, and that's the basic starting blocks really. Each turn, you choose a house and you play a card or as many cards as you can in in that house. There's no cost for playing. Um, and then just go from there, trying to generate Ember and forge three keys and win.
0: And uh, how long does it take to play? Is it is it just like a two-player game? Can you play more than that or is it just two-player?
1: It's, it's it's mainly a two-player game. I'd say uh, in competitive play, you're talking 30-minute rounds. Obviously, it depends on what deck you're playing. You could be playing 10 minutes. You could be playing 30 minutes, 45 minutes, even an hour. Um, if you're... Uh, <clears throat> If now their opponent can win, uh, but they've just released uh, FFG, that is, they've uh, released a, uh, a cooperative um, a print um, print-on-demand uh, free free-to-play uh, free-to-print uh, version of the game, uh, which allows I can't remember how many, how many players you can you can play up to. They, but... they
3: suggest one to four, so you can play solo, or you can play two players against the um, automated deck um, that plays itself or three players against it or four players against it so anything from one to four against the automated sort of self-player deck that they created that plays itself What about the
0: group? How, how did the group start? Where did you meet? <laughs>
2: I don't know how it started I think it was just an offhand comment between me, James and Jordan um, I think one of us jokingly mentioned the Steel City Snufflegaters after I think the Manchester Mavericks appeared Um, It just kind of snowballed into, I've designed a logo, I've made a Facebook page, we're now in a team, we've got shirts and play mats, let's uh, (laughs) let's keep playing together then.
1: I think it's something we've always, I've got like a background in like X-Wing and um, Mm. again from FFG where you've sort of got teams uh, cropping up and I suppose it's, I think from, from the key forward side of things. The community, community, the player community, is, is really good and I think really well well connected. And you know, we've got we've got sort of teams based all over over the UK and there's teams obviously based all over the, over the world. But you know, I think it's more of a community thing. I think it's for me, I think probably the team. It's about that identity that people probably can hopefully know who we are um mm. obviously when, when things are back up and running um at, at live events that you know you can be approached and talk about the game and you know that you know we're going to be open to discussing the game you, you know talking and again just that community driven sort of sort of side of things like yeah. Simon said it's just something we we happen to be a group of players that, that played regularly we saw each other at regular tournaments and thought oh you know let's yeah let's do something a, a, a little bit extra.
2: I think it we went in with a view of it is a community-based thing. It's not a super competitive uh, team or anything like that. No. It's just. <laughs> we're not. I that. mean, a, a track record <laughs> would prove that. But, <laughs> but it is is mainly just we're a group of friends that played together and we're part of yeah. the the wider UK and international Keyforce community.
0: And and the name itself, where uh, I can I can probably guess, but where where did the name come
2: from? <laughs> So there's a um, a creature in uh, Wonder House was, um, called the House Untamed, called a Snuffle Gator, which is like um, a fantastical alligator kind of looking creature. We liked the art. It began with S, and it kind of went to Steel City. So that yeah, <laughs> that, well, that just, was it, really
0: just just talking about the art and the the look of the game. It's a bit of a weird um, a bit of a weird mix, isn't it? It's kind of sci-fi, fantasy, a bit of everything, really.
1: Yeah, I think like I said, I think really whatever you whatever you're into, like like the so sci-fi fantasy, I think you can you can probably find cards, art, <clears throat> the houses. Um, it's it, it is a very eclectic mix, but I think it somehow brings it brings it all together. I think yeah, uh, the, yeah. the themes the themes quite strong. I think it's it's really different to to other games. I'll um, say theme wise, just because it's a big. Mash of everything, Um but again, it, it's a very, very unique uh, a, a card game. Like Simon said, it's, it's you have unique decks. It's very different to, to sort of traditional card games where you've got deck building as well. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's, I think it's quite different. I think you know it, it's attracted a sort of different, a different player as well.
0: Yeah, it is pretty unique, isn't it? It's a unique kind of game. There's definitely nothing, nothing else like it.
1: No, and I've got to say, when when I first started playing the game, I think I said to you, Simon, I don't like it. And um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I think... Uh, I think have, no, that
2: building, no, that building offended you somehow, I'm not, not quite sure. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah
1: no, no, that, that was definitely a thing that I thought was like, uh, I was like, oh, I don't like it, I've got no not go, got any control over it, but... I think when you start looking at it differently, you can't approach it like a traditional sort of CCG, LCG where you, where you are deck building. But mm-hmm. I think once you park that to one side and you can get into it and you can, it's, I think it's all about finding the decks that suit your play style and, you know, yeah. you, you, you need to go find that rather than, you know, make it. But from me not liking that, to going, oh, well, hang on a minute, it, It creates a lot of diversity in play. You know, you don't have that meta game like you you, you can in, or as such, as as other games like, you know, Magic Gathering, sort of traditional like the CCGs, where you are playing pretty much common copies of of that deck, or you can be. And again, that, that after a little bit, after a few more games, I think I did judge it maybe, well, probably a bit too harshly because <laughs> I think now I'm quite a lot of decks in into
2: this, so uh, I'm uh, I'm well and truly invested. It's the biggest like FFG I've ever told into. You'll need one deck to play key <laughs> yeah. Technically, it's the truth, but
1: it's yeah, hard. No, it, it never actually works out that way. <laughs> I think when you when you're into these things, into into gaming, um, I don't think it ever it ever stops at just one thing, does it? I think we're all probably guilty of, uh, of that. Just, oh, I I, need, I think you'll probably say, I need that. I don't think you really need any of it, but it's, uh, it's always nice. to uh, just, just one more deck, <laughs> just yeah. one more, one more random deck.
0: <laughs> so it, it might be a bit of a tricky question to answer this one then, uh, obviously with, with the way things are at the moment, but, uh, how, how often do you play? Do you play like in real life or can you
2: play online or a bit, a bit of both or, So, before the whole COVID pandemic happened, Mm. um, there was weekly tournaments or weekly um, play sessions at Patriot Games, um, which you could go along to and join, and there were various formats. Uh, During the pandemic, it's all moved to an unofficial online client to play Mm. your decks, Um, and that's just grown over the past, obviously, 12, 18 months.
1: I think what's been good, like Simon said, cause it's gone <clears throat> online, you know, unfortunately it, it is unofficial, but there's been massive support from the guys that developed it. There's been a lot of support within the UK community. And I think there's been a massive willingness to keep things going, which has been amazing. So I, I think when I started looking through events that people were hosting, you, you, especially in the early days of, of uh, not being able to play, At at the stores that you Mm. could be playing in a in a ton every day of the week. It was it was crazy. I think it it settled down a bit now, but still there's there's a lot. And again, I think it's all down down to the community really that that, that's keeping things going. And fortunately, for for, as restrictions are easing, we managed to get together last last week. So was it we managed to get down to Treehouse Board Games Cafe and get and get some real life games. So Mm. it was a really good change to like again playing with friends but actually seeing people rather than just playing online and again trying to get used to having to do everything yourself and not have uh, mm. uh, <laughs> everything done for you <laughs> by yeah um, yeah by cco crucible online
0: yeah so the so the online one it looks after all the ember and does all the updates and stuff here it's kind of a bit automated is it
2: yeah, it's very automated.
1: Yeah, <laughs> is <it>? yeah. <laughs> which is amazing because, like I said, some things you can miss. But yeah, when you get playing and again in real life, and you're like, uh, oh, yeah, I yeah. oh, I forgot that. Oh, I forgot that. So you've got to remember
2: how to do basic <laughs> maths, which is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was more of an issue than I thought it would
0: do. <laughs> so if, if if someone was starting out playing KeyForge, uh, you've mentioned the idea that you can just just buy a deck and start playing. Is that is that what re- what you'd recommend, or would you buy a couple of decks or?
2: Really, the best thing would be to buy a starter set from one of the sets that they've released. A starter mm-hmm. set will come with um, two decks so you can play with someone straight away. It's got all the tokens, some uh, paper matching so you can see while your cards are laid out and um, your basic rules. That's the easiest way to get into it, I think.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd totally agree with that. I think <clears throat> um, FFG have sort of changed how they do the starter sets. Uh, as The sets come out and um, they've done the two-player sets. They've sort of got a deluxe deck which comes with additional tokens so if you don't want to get in with a starter you could gain additional tokens what you need from what were introduced from the newer sets mm-hmm. by buying a deluxe deck but i think for me uh there's, there's a lot of groups on facebook which are really good to get yourself introduced down at local stores as well you know again when when things have eased um i know patriot have been a big supporter of the game um, and I think they do a lot for the Sheffield sort of gaming community as well. Mm. Um, And like Jim and the guys down there have been amazing. So I think it's just probably try and find a group. Maybe like said, pick up some decks, play yourself. And again, I think it's just trying to find other players because like like my initial experience was, oh, I don't like this, but it wasn't probably a true reflection of the game. So Mm. I think trying to find people who've, who've had that experience would be, would be a big plus to again just try and give you as much information about everything, um, yeah, everything about the game.
2: and The, the Facebook groups are very active. Um, if you mm. joined one of them and just asked, How do I start playing? you'd get tens and possibly hundreds of answers within the first hour explaining yeah. <laughs> how to do it, where to go, what to buy. So it's a, a very good community, I think, for a card game. Um,
1: I think as well, like Simon said, I think it's very approachable. That you know, you go in and get an answer. You're not, mm. you're not just a new, you know, not new guy. I think a lot of people will will help you. again, just help you play. And depending on what you want to get out of the game, you know, pe- people are there to, to give you advice. So yeah, just probably get online and and, and f- find other players really.
0: Take, can you tell us a bit about yourselves then. How, how did you find out about Key Forge? When, how did you start playing it? Uh, did you? Just- Start with other games first, or do you, do you play other games now?
2: So with uh, Keyforge, um, a mutual friend of mine and James has just messaged randomly saying, have you heard about this uh, game that's coming out from FFG? It's um, I had some of the decks have already been banned before it's released because they're quite rude-named. Because <laughs> the, names are, <laughs> the names are generated as well. And that kind of piqued his interest. Um, yeah. And I'd just done a playtesting thing with ffg and had uh, some sort of credits so i bought 10 decks from them and it just started from there
1: yeah i think like last like time said like a mutual friend uh started with, well simon and, and, and joe i think just brought some deck round decks round to to, to, to mine one day <clears throat> i said played it hated it then thought i'd give it another go <clears throat> and then that's what the like I, I, Fell in love with it. Really, it's a quality game. I've sort of played. I started off back at Games Workshop back, like, yeah, over 20 years ago now. So now I feel old, (laughs) but (laughs) um, I think getting into that Games Workshop and sort of getting into that wargaming and that that community, finding shops like Patriot uh, in Sheffield, um, and moving on to like sort of like board games. And so I played X Wing for for a few years. Got into that. Mm. heard about Keyforge and thought I don't need another game to get into but um <laughs> and then like 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 I always do, I always always end up <laughs> yeah playing it. Um and for me cause, like we've got we've got a young family that it it really fitted in well. That we we used to play like monthly tournaments, but you'd be away for not a full day, not like with X Wing it could be really long days, so I'd be mm. bit out of the house for a long time and you can play. We've played tournaments in a in a few few hours, like in an afternoon before, and yeah, you feel like you get <clears throat> you plenty of games, but with like half an hour round times, you really get through the game, So mm. that that's, that felt like a perfect fit for me.
0: When you say it's half an hour round, is that like is that like a timed limit? You can play up to that, and then like you decide a winner. Is that how it works? Or
1: yeah, so I think is it 35 minutes? I think for lack of standard
2: 35 off-round, 45 sealed, isn't it?
1: Yeah, so with with the sealed events, it's again you get a, a blind deck that you're given, bound uh, day, so you get a bit longer uh, for those rounds. But um, but yeah, I think with the tournaments we've played, there's, there's not been many games really gone gone time. You can get one or two maybe. I've seen larger tournaments. You tend to get a few more games going to time, but again, it just seems like a, a quick game. And for me, I, I try and I tend to play quick decks and not like a slow burn deck. I like, I think I seem to win or lose very quickly. <laughs> um, so again, that's been a specific win condition too. I mean,
3: the, the win condition is three keys, and if you get three keys, the game is over, even if it's ten minutes. I've had games at tournaments that were over in fifteen minutes.
1: Yeah.
3: But if it goes to time, that I mean, it's it's a little bit convoluted, but there's there's a specific win condition. They count they count the keys, they count the ember, they count the creatures on the board, and and the, and there's a, and the winner's based on that. So there is a specific set in stone way that. Mm. It's, I mean, it's not a penalty shootout, but it's a key. You know, there is a, there is a key forged penalty shootout way of, of calculating who the winner is if nobody has forged three keys within the 35 minutes. Um, so yeah, right. it, it is 35 minutes, or it goes to the timeout time rule where you just you you, you follow the, the process and then right. So that's the person who's won.
1: Yeah, because it is it's just you win or lose. It, 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 Probably sounds a bit harsh, but he, I think he There's makes it quite pitch. simple. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. So you, you mentioned it's a sealed format, so you, you get a deck, and you don't know what's in that. You just play with that all day until you, until like say you lose, or.
1: You can do, yeah. Like so, you yeah. can have Archon, which is um, like Archon's part, part of the theme that, um, that you know that's your that's your deck, and that's what you know that's what, what you're playing. Um, so you can bring your deck, you playing that all day there's uh, like it's a sealed where you just buy a deck on day and you, you're playing it Yeah, as, you, as you're going through it you, you're finding out what's uh, what's in your deck uh, which can be interesting uh, whether whether good or bad <laughs> at times um, but it's really it's quite a good good leveller but there's been there's quite a few different formats out there and um, one of the big big tournaments in the UK at the Games Expo it was sealed but you got three decks and you got to pick so there's all right, an element yeah. Of randomness yeah. There with what you've got But at the same time there was the skill Because the, the players got to, got to Choose a deck that they, they were going to play with So mm-hmm. I think it's uh, Again With with, the, with how it's how the game's made I think It, it can be a really good leveller uh, With like, like sealed events um, Just depending on the type, type of format But there's, there's so many different formats mm-hmm. out there And
2: I think there's lots the, of Fan made the... ones now Yeah, there's all the official variants uh, that FFG use in, like the Voltors and various things like Reversal and Triad, various other bits like that, which are another interesting way to bring in other decks that you wouldn't Mm. necessarily use. Like Mm. Reversal, you bring your worst deck and give it to your opponent to play. So (laughs) you know the deck and how bad it is, and you give someone else that deck and hope that the one that they give you is marginally better than yours <laughs> um, which again it's good that they're bringing in a way to use all the poor decks that you inevitably end up with because mm. some decks are naturally stronger than others because of the layout of the cards but yeah, it's, they've done a lot I think to try and utilise all the decks that you have not just the good ones
0: I'll talk about your online presence then in the group itself um, you've got a YouTube channel uh, and you also do a podcast as well uh, how, how did you start with the YouTube channel? Did you, just, did you do like playthroughs or the unboxings? Or
3: it's it's mainly me and Simon. So Simon's got a, a YouTube channel, which is gameplay. All your videos mm. are gameplay, aren't they, Simon? Yeah, they yeah. So the the online client while you're playing, you you can video capture you playing and then upload it to the internet, which is mm. pretty much how I think I started, um, and and Simon does the same because it was very easy to just play and video it while you were playing and mm-hmm. forget about it and then just upload it onto youtube which is what we were both doing to start we were just putting videos on youtube no sound no editing no nothing just a gameplay video so, But uh, it ew. kind of spiraled from there <laughs> ew,
2: yeah definitely
3: <laughs> well my wife's got a blog as well um and a, one of the key for a keyforge fiction book came out there's a publishing house that the publisher of the game own Mm. And they published some books, and she managed to get me um, an advanced copy of the book. So I wrote an article um, reviewing the book, and I ended up. I was watching other other videos, and it was like they're just playing gameplay with nothing is fine, but it is always better to watch a video of someone playing Mm. with them talking about them playing the game. Mm. So then I started adding commentary. I would play the game, and then in editing. Add me talking about what, what i was doing and why i was doing it and then then from there yeah so then i was having game commentated gameplay videos um but then some people like to watch deck opening videos so every time i now buy a deck when i open it i open it on video and put that on so there are deck unboxing videos there are gameplay videos the print play game that they did i've done a video of me playing one of those and then i do an opinion piece as well which is like 15 minutes roughly weekly with me talking about some aspect of the game um and i do it as a video um with you know if i talk about a card i put a picture of the card on whatever but also as well i do it as a podcast so i'm consciously talking as if You're not seeing what's on the screen because it's also, once I've done that video, very easy to just rip the audio out and publish Mm. it as a podcast. So on YouTube, you will find gameplay um, via the online client, real world gameplay in the um, cooperative or single player mode, deck unboxings. Uh, and an opinion piece and on the podcast you'll find the opinion the same opinion piece you'll find on the youtube um Mm. the only thing i've not done directly myself is live streaming but i've done that with someone else once as well um Mm. so um i'll tell you what neither me nor simon have done which is an actual this is how you play Mm. an actual this is how you play but again there are plenty of videos like that out there if you'd like to um to find out this is how you play a game literally. but um i haven't done one of those and equally you could possibly argue for doing one for the online client but i think if you know how to play the game the online client is very easy to use and very user-friendly it's just if you didn't know how to play the game and you're going to start playing the game through the online client rather than in person that might be uh, a little bit different but yeah. um, yeah, that's that's the sort of things you're gonna find. Gameplay, deck unboxings, and, and opinion pieces.
0: Yeah, sounds like plenty of stuff to get to get stuck into then. So, it, it, any favorite decks or combinations? Any favorite kind of houses that you like to use that you prefer, or any combos that you that you particularly keep an eye out when when you're looking through these decks?
2: I've got a favorite deck which um, it's not it's one of the decks that's not fantastic, especially mm. in like now sets. When I first got it, it's, um, I think it was this, the first official tournament I went to for any game, not just KeyForge, and I won with the deck, so it's kind of uh, uh, a special yeah. deck in that way. Um, yeah. It's called Ripper Thompson, which has got um, House Mars, Sanctum and Shadows in, so it's Shadows are quite like, like um, a steely house. They'll take the ember this one else has gained to give it to me, which is always good, and then Sanctum and... Mars are, that's Anthem's your big holy-than-thou creatures and Mm -hmm. Mars are just Martians that like to mess everything up. It's a deck that's not particularly fast which is my normal playing style like James but it just seemed to work really well and like I said, I I won the first ever tournament that went with it so it's Mm -hmm. just a special deck.
1: I think that for me, I don't... I feel like I have my favorite deck, and then I find a new one, and then I find another new one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's always, it's the,
1: always <laughs> the latest one. <laughs> yeah, <it is laughs> the it's, it's, I, I think I've played quite a bit, like online, and um, I see like a really cool combination. Like I can get absolutely like smash my like uh, my opponent. I go actually, it's a really cool interaction um, with with the cards in their deck, um, and I'll go and look for something like that. So yeah. I think at the moment I don't have anything in particular, and. It, Again, it just depends on on what I see and what I play, and um, yeah, I think there's so much variety, and because of how the the, the decks are generated, you, you can always find something new, which I think's really cool. Mm. Um, so I think at the moment for me, like I'm just really enjoying just playing the different decks and uh, mm. yeah, different styles of decks.
3: With me, it'd be a, a creature-heavy deck. The, we we mentioned every deck has 36 cards. Mm. Well. There's, there's an average. Um, there are four different types of cards and you can you 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 can know how... You can expect to see a given number of specific cards and I tend to uh, preferred decks that have got more creatures than average than you would normally mm. find and also as well creatures that are usually a little bit stronger. So Sanctum, the, the house Simon mentioned with the holier-than-thou knights who've got big and strong and armour um, or Brobnar, which is a house based around giants who like to fight mm. um, so they tend to be very strong or the saurian house which is dinosaurs There's house which is predominantly all dinosaurs and you can imagine <coughs> they're quite beefy. so usually at least two of my houses being based around big strong powerful creatures and so it's usually as well something that has two to three creatures on average more than the average deck has yeah. um and 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 sort of try and but try and control the board via that but um there are other types of, there are decks that specialize in controlling your opponent by making them discard cards and making them choose specific houses mm. so there there is something for everybody people who want to control their opponent can try and control their opponent people who want to control the board can control the board uh, people who want to just try and um, play as many cards as they can. There, there is. There's that option as well. There's a house that specialises mm-hmm. in draw and play, drawing as many cards and playing as many cards as you can.
0: And uh, any particular houses or cards that you, your opponents play that you think, oh no, it's not that card again. It's, it's one that you you, you don't want to play again, stories particularly <laughs> that you don't like. Heart
3: <laughs> of the forest. <laughs>
2: there's, there's a few ones. <laughs> of, of the forest. There's a few artifacts that when you see them in a the deck, you think, oh, Christ, this is going to be one of them games, is it?
3: <laughs> yeah, there's, a couple, so. there's, there's one card that prevents you playing creatures. There's another card that stops you forging keys if you've got um, more keys than your opponent. And it, it can literally stall an entire game. And it's not been banned from the game, but um, it, it, can, it can actually just prevent... Prevent the closure of the game outright. Mm. uh, There's a lot of people who aren't
1: fans of it, are they? (laughs) I think some very vocal people in the community, which is which is fair enough, but it even totally see the point.
2: I've seen some of the FFG team saying that they think that card was a mistake, but they can't ever ban a card in KeyForge because it's they've said that all decks will always be evergreen and playable in tournaments, so. If they start banning cards, then... He's taking a deck out, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. so they could errata it like they've done with other cards before. But
1: I think, again, with, with how the card how the game works, sorry, that you could be playing a, a deck and there will be a deck that can counter yours out there. Oh, um no. So last I think quite a few times you can be playing, you're playing, you're like, oh, you nearly win, and then that card, and then that one card appears that you didn't want to see. Mm. <laughs> um, but <laughs> again, I think it makes it interesting. I think it makes it you feel like you've always got a chance to win. You know, <clears throat> there's not, or well, probably very few decks out there that are going to mm. be just absolute monsters that are going to like, not going to lose to anything.
0: So the uh, like I said before, the, uh, the the cards come out in kind of sets in in like seasons kind of thing. Uh, what, what was the latest one? Was it Dark Dark Water or something like that? Is the Dark Tidings? Dark Tidings. That's the yeah. one. So, does that any, have any mechanics that are different to like the standard game, or what, what's what's new in this set?
3: Um, so it's it's got a brand new mechanic. To be fair, they they tend to add something a little bit new and a little bit different for everyone. So mm. set one was the standard. Set two didn't introduce much, but it introduced cards with keywords which must be played at the start of your turn or must be played as the last card of your turn. That was the new thing about that. Um, the, the fourth set introduced gigantic creatures, which are creatures that form two, go across two, two cards and you must play both halves of the card to play it. Um, and it also introduced pers- um, uh, extras that can be added to cards that would just pop up at random. One card will add them, but it will add them anywhere within these 36 other cards. And that was the sort of different thing about that set. This set, it is, it's introduced a, a whole new card, which every deck comes with. And this one, so Dark Tide decks have 38 cards. The 36 mm. cards you use, one card, which is your list, and then the Tide card, which is a brand new card. Every Dark Tide deck has it. Um, and basically, it's a reciprocal card. It, it faces one player and the other player. And for one player, it is high and the other player is low and the person who has the high tide um, gets buffs for certain creatures and mm. the person who has low tide loses the buffs for their high tide creatures or uh, potentially it, it, the, the low tide will have a negative effect not against every creature but just against specific ones so probably sort of like 50 percent of the creatures within this set have a tide mechanic about them and are better or worse based on the tide being high or low mm. Right. Um, and again, it does play into the other sets. So the, the, the other sets very, re- only have one card which interact with the tide. Um, cause well, the third set had something called anomalies, which were essentially cards from future sets. It was either 10 or 12. I can't remember, but they said, these are cards that are from future sets that we're going to bring into this set. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the cards from dark tidings was in that set. And so it, that interacts with it, but um, yeah, so it's a new, I would say if you're a new player, maybe start with one of the other sets rather than dark tidings, just to begin with, because mm. the tide, it's not hard to use. It, it's, it's, easy to understand but it just adds a whole different element and a greater depth to the game and it's welcome i i do like it i think it's a mm. great concept um but it wasn't within any of the any of the other sets um and yes it, it certainly um it, it can get a bit tug of war-y. it doesn't always get tug of war at all over the side but occasionally maybe one in five games when you'll get to a stage where you both want to uh, um take the negative effect of raising the tide for yourself every turn and it can turn into a tug of war as to i want the tide. no i won't develop like that but uh, yeah I, I i like it i I, to be fair, I don't think i've heard many people say they don't like it because mm-hmm. it's not massively game-breaking either it's not changed the game so much that it feels like a different game because it hasn't but it's changed it a little bit mm-hmm. it's changed it enough to make it flavorful
0: and you say you can mix those sets with, like, the older ones as well. Obviously, probably not in a tournament, but if you're playing for fun or whatever with your friends, you can play, you know, the no, old sets with the new ones. And...
3: The, oh, really? You can play any set against any set. So you can oh, play cool. set one against set five, yeah. um, set three against set four. And, and when you go to the tournament where the rule is you bring the deck of your choice, you can mm. bring any deck you want from any set. Right. The only thing is it must be a deck that has a 36 cards that yeah. were given to you you can't build your own deck
0: yeah cool uh, well I think that's pretty much it then so um, yeah it's a brilliant game I've, I've played it I've not played it as much as you guys obviously I've played it a few times and uh, yeah it's brilliant I really really like it so thank you very much for coming on and, uh, and telling us all about it Simon, James and Pete thank you very much that's it's been a pleasure to thank to you all. do you if, want, if people want to play or if people want to get in touch with you how, how where can people find you uh, how do they get in touch with you
2: Um, well we've got um, the Gators Facebook page but there's also um, a Facebook group called the Howling Pit um, which is open to all Sheffield players they can join that and connect with the Sheffield community Um, Mm -hmm. me James and Pete as well as the other Gators are on there and we're active if there's any questions asked we can uh, point people in the right direction
0: Gents once again thank you for your time thanks for talking to us
2: no problem at all thank you thank you
0: thank
3: you very much